0: Alright, what's up you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit and Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafal Malczewski, and this is another edition of my car vlog. And I am running on empty on gas, so who knows? This episode might turn into an adventure walking to the gas station, and I'll just bring you along. But I'm just one of those people where, like, when the... Empty sun goes on. I'm just like, "Mm, I could probably still get going. Um, But today, I'm super psyched. Sunday, tomorrow's Monday. Mondays are my favorite because I'm like, I'm just going to crush the world. There's so many things that I want to accomplish. So here we fucking go. Let's do this thing. So before I begin into the topic, I got to talk about some shoutouts and I apologize because for number one I totally forgot the city but I remember the state we've got actually no what am I saying I think it was like never mind I have no idea what I'm talking about the number one city this past week is New York City, shout out to everyone in New York City listening to my show, that's super cool. Number two, all the way out in Australia, a city called Brisbane. And number three, thats this is why I was confused, number three, the city, I can't remember because it was one of those ones where I'm like, I have no fucking idea how I'm supposed to pronounce it. It's somewhere in Mexico, the city starts with like a C-H-I, Something, something, something. It was quite long, so I apologize to all my Mexican listeners. Like, oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. But I'm super humbled to have people in Mexico listening to my show. So cool. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, okay, today's topic, and it's going to be short overhead mobility and overhead exercises. I would say 99% of people out there today should not be doing any overhead exercise, why? The typical person, oh man, spends probably 90% of their day sitting. So you can imagine me sitting right now in this car poses a lot of stress and force on certain joints of the body and you know, I have to adapt in sitting in one spinal flexion, cause I can't be up here all day and you're watching this video, like I look like an idiot right now. Um, so you end up rounding through your T-spine, your shoulders go into this rounded posture. So now you're placing all this stress onto your anterior shoulder capsule. And then on top of that, your neck is poked forward and your shoulder blades get into that rounded, protracted position. So when I see in clinic, people with shoulder pain, um, a lot of times they have terrible thoracic extension, terrible scapular movement, and dissociation from the glenohumeral joint, and their glenohumeral joint cannot move without the assistance of their upper traps. All those three things are needed in order to press overhead. And if you remember my interview from uh, with Mike Boyle, he made the joke about like go to an airport and see how everyone has to stand in that, you know, scanning machine with your arms above your head, like no one can ever do that, right? So in order to press overhead effectively, in properly, you need your T-spine, your scapulas, and your glenohumeral joint all to work together in a symphony of movement at the right times, at the right places, to press an object over your head without any kind of compensation. Since this is such a, you know, um, I would say intricate movement that many people don't have this idea of placing a weighted object and then pressing over your head without those prerequisites things start getting sheer force into places where it shouldn't and then people end up getting you know a sore rotator cuff or impingement or pain doing like abduction of their shoulder like the simple simple way to fix this is one get in reality of I should not press overhead right now step one step two adjust exercises so I do this a lot when I see patients in the clinic that are active but have sore shoulders I tell them number one we're gonna stop pressing overhead but here's what you should do instead I give people the landmine press So for those who don't know what the landmine is, it's you take the barbell and you place it in a corner of your gym or between two 45 pound plates and then you press now on a 45 degree angle. The way that exercise is designed, you have less stress on that anterior shoulder and it promotes more scapular stabilization while building strength at the same time. Like it's a bulletproof way. Like I've literally had people with torn rotator cuffs and then as we're rehabbing them, we give them this exercise and they're like holy shit, this is the first time I've pressed without any pain. It's like a bulletproof way to ensure your um, shoulder is set in the right position. Now the other thing I tell people to do is eliminate any kind of overhead position. Meaning, if you're doing chin-ups, or you're strong enough to do chin-ups, you should probably stop doing, um, you know, chin-ups if your shoulders hurt. And sometimes, like again, I tell every client and every um, patient that our bodies are so well designed to cheat movement. Sometimes it works in our favor, but most of the time it works against us. So, I had a client with, you know, okay shoulder mobility, but it wasn't perfect. And when he was doing chin ups, rather than his shoulders being the culprit of soreness or pain, it was his medial elbow, meaning the inside of his elbow. So, when I put him through a reassessment of his shoulder and shoulder girdle, I'm like, dude, you have like, not enough range of motion and what's probably happening is every time you do a chin up rather than your shoulders taking the ground of the work it's your elbow so you ended up getting um golfer's elbow from doing chin ups so you know yeah you could go down the physio or chiro route but all i told him to do is like hey for the next six weeks we're only going to do you know horizontal rowing rather than like any kind of vertical stuff aka your chin up or pull-ups after six weeks that pain went away right a lot of times just finding the alternative that works the same muscle but just in a different angle of pull push whatever it is so now you have two things that you eliminated that's going to aggravate the shoulder or the elbow right so now what are some other options out there to help Promote better shoulder mobility, stability, and health. So, if you think about um, this kind of push pull ratio that I've brought up before, um, you want to do a lot of pulling exercises. One of my go to's are um, something as simple as, you know, band pull aparts. The thing with band pull aparts is everyone does them wrong. Usually when people have terrible shoulders and I tell them to take a band you know, across their body and pull it apart, they're not actually using their postural muscles that surround their scapulas. They end up just using their upper traps because they don't know how to actually utilize those postural muscles to move the backside of their body. So they get this hyperactive Upper trap, and those are the same people that have tight necks, tight upper backs, and always complain that their traps are tight. And no matter how much foam rolling or lacrosse ball or massage they get, they always get tight traps. So we need to utilize a different approach, right? Just like the landmine and the no press, uh, no pulling overhead. You can use the same idea with certain exercises that are supposed to be good for your shoulders, but are not getting the job done because you're kind of at that point where your, your muscles are just not working the way they should. So an easy way to do that band pull apart is actually laying down on a bench. And the reason behind this is when you lay down on the bench and your head is supported on that bench, you have zero activity with the muscles in your uh, neck. This is why when you go to a physio or chiro, you're laying on a table. And this is why they can actually do stuff to you without having hypertonic muscles, preventing them from moving your head, your T-spine, whatever it is. So if you go by that logic, utilizing a band pull apart, you're actually going to attack the muscles that you need attacking, right? And it's a nice, Um, substitute and a nice feeling for a client who has these issues to actually utilize those partial muscles that have never been used before and I remember when I made this switch in my programming for clients they would come back the next week like holy crap I was so sore in between my shoulder blades from just laying down on the bench and pulling a band across right in that position, they're not going to be using their traps or their neck, scalenes, or whatever muscles in the neck you can imagine, right? It's a surefire way for them to see the progression they need. And then from there, doing things like face pulls, but having the band or the cable machine on a higher uh, level than your eye line to teach those scapulars how to have better rhythm as they pull. You know, so if I had someone that's always hunched over, you'd wanna be pulling a, like a face ball position from the top down towards your face. Whereas if I had someone that was more extension based, like a gymnast, baseball player, I would be pulling um, from the pulley or the band from the bottom of the rack up towards the face. So you have to kinda know what angles of pull are gonna work best in your favor as a um, trainer and as a person who goes to the gym so that being said like these little changes don't seem like much but you do them for the next six to eight weeks guaranteed your shoulders are going to start feeling a lot better now what mobility exercise should you be doing to enhance all these changes in your programming so then you can put these into your like warm-up so one, something as simple as going on your hands and knees in a bird dog position and doing scapular push-ups, You would be surprised how many people think they're doing it right, but it's another exercise where you're doing it wrong. Every time I see people do scapular push-ups, they end up arching their lower back for some reason through the movement, or they start bending their elbows, or they start poking their neck forward and back when they're trying to just utilize their shoulder blades. Like our shoulder blades should be able to move freely by themselves without having any other structure in the body move at the same time. If you can't disassociate that, bad things will happen. So something as simple as those scapular push-ups and then getting a band around a squat rack and doing the same position but now having some resistance to add more stability to the area. Like if you can't have stable shoulder blades, any pressing motion and no matter how much you try to like you know, grunt your way and muscle your way through it. You're gonna end up getting achy shoulders, or painful, or even an injured shoulder. Small changes add up for a long, long time. Like, you'd be surprised. Like, these are such easy things. And when I put these into clients' programs, patients' uh, rehab programs, they're like astonished that this was the first time they've ever felt good. And I'm like, well, fuck, it's not like rocket science. Like, it's really, really easy. But, again, I was rambling like crazy. I could talk about this topic for, like, another 40 minutes. So maybe I should just put a presentation together on this shoulder by itself. But um, thank you for listening. This was awesome. Click the show notes. Add me on Facebook so you can check out all the other stuff I post constantly. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are amazing. Until next time, you guys.